Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. When you're in the middle of a trial or storm, what is your first response? Is it to try to work everything out on your own and see what you can do to fix it? Or is it a biblical response? The Bible tells us, first of all, in all of our ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct our path. Secondly, we're told to have faith in God. Many of you are going through some tremendous challenges right now. It could be in your health. It could be in your family. It could be in your finances. Join us as we continue this series on faith. We are the people of God, and the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. The disciples had seen Jesus cast out a few demons earlier in the book of Mark. And I'm going to show you the disciples has done so earlier as well. The disciples may have been trying to justify the outcome like we do today. My deliverance is in the spiritual realm. My blessing is on the way. That's what we say when we've been in a place where we've been struggling financially year after year. You know, my blessing's on the way. I got a new season coming. But we need the blessings today for what we need to do today. Maybe you've been, or you may now be in a situation where you've asked God for something in prayer, and you've exercised your faith, and you still have not received it. You may be praying for that child who's wayward, who's on a tear, who's addicted to drugs, whose lifestyle is unacceptable. You may be praying for a spouse. You may be praying for a situation. You may think God has not heard you. You may think God's got something against you. Somebody told me recently they were mad at God. You may be upset because everybody else looked like they're getting blessed, but you're not. And you're still struggling with that thing that you have brought to God, and you've been praying for it month after month and year after year, and nothing seemed to be moving in your direction. When Jesus was informed about what was going on, he stepped right in and gave a definitive answer for the lack of results. In verse 19, he said, Oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long would I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. He's talking to his disciples. Those who've been walking with them, those who've been riding with them, those who've been ministering with them. Oh, unbelieving generation, how long do I have to stay with you? Bring the boy for me, to me. Bring him here. He immediately calls them an unbelieving generation. This is a challenge, and as I look at this, I'm wondering myself, now what is going on here? This is an unbelieving generation, but earlier in the book of Mark, chapter 6, We see this. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. This is the same ones that he's calling the unbelieving generation. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. They drove out many demons before. But now they can't drive this one out. See, there are times when we are strong in the faith. 
There are times when we are not as strong as we could be. And as I thought about this and meditated on this and looked at this, and I'm wondering, now these are the same people. Now he gave them authority earlier to drive out demons, and they actually did that. But now here's a case that comes to them a little later, and they can't do anything with this boy. What is going on here? And Jesus looked at them and called them an unbelieving generation. You're calling me an unbelieving generation after you've already gave me the authority to drive out demons, and I've driven some out before. Uh, what's up with that? Here's what he's getting to when he's talking about faith. There are times when when we're strong in our faith. Uh, let me give you an example here. You may go to the doctor and the doctor tell you you have a, a sickness or a disease. And after you get over the initial response to hearing the news, since you've been saved a long time, since you, you've been walking with the Lord, you're going to come out and you're going to say, I know whose report that I'm going to believe. I'm not going to believe the doctor's report. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to believe the Lord's report. I shall live and not die. So I'm going to walk this thing. The devil can't kill me. I'm alive in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're trying to exercise your faith and get it going. But at that point, you're still feeling good. You didn't know you were sick until he told you. And you were still feeling okay. But you go back in a couple of months, he says, you know, this thing has progressed. And now you can feel it. This thing has progressed and you've got two weeks to live. Are you going to come back and say, I shall live and not die. And I shall declare the works of the Lord. And when you're feeling bad too, that thing has gone to another level. Now you're wondering, Lord, are you going to do this? And y'all don't have to act like you ain't asked the Lord. I do that too. And everybody who's walking in faith is going to have to come to that point. I'm just telling you, so you don't have to play church. You don't have to play holy. Everyone that God has given something to do has come to a crisis of belief, wondering whether or not God was going to do what he says he's going to do. Because anytime God's going to do something and speak it in your life, it's going to be more than you have the ability or power to do on your own, and you're going to have to trust God. And it's, you, that's why he said we got to walk this thing out by faith. We got to learn step by step, and it's not easy. Because it goes against everything you feel. Faith goes against the facts. So you get to that point, you're saying, I heard what he said. Now the facts are coming up and now you feel that and you're wondering, I don't know whether this is really going to work or not. And you can become weak in your faith and you can begin to have unbelief. We exercised faith when we were looking at this piece of property that we were on as a small church. The price wasn't overbearing. When we first saw this property, the people that had put it in the magazine had a price on it for $40,000. We didn't have $40,000 in the church. And we said we weren't going to go borrow any money, but so we started praying. We put people on every corner of this property. We walked around and we came out here after church and, and we just stood here. We just believed God and believed God and believed God. But it wasn't easy. It was three years later, it seems like, when we finally got this property and it was God's miracle provision. We came out here and shouted in the dirt. Now we got another building that's almost $5 million. And I'm saying, Lord, are you going to do this one? The Bible says we go from faith to faith. When you are able to see God move at one level, there's another level of things that are coming that requires us 
to be at a place where God can move through us at that next level of what he's trying to get done. And I believe that what Jesus is showing us in this passage is that you can't rest on what you did. You can't rest on what you did. Disciples, you can't rest on what you did in chapter 6. In chapter 6, you had this success of going out and praying. And you say, oh my goodness, he gave us authority over all the evil spirits. And he's telling us to go out and lay hands on the sick. We've never done that before. Before I go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over here and I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to say, God, you got to work through me. God, you got to do it. I can't do it on my own. But since then, since you've cast out devils, you've just been walking around like you all of that. And you ain't been fasting. You you ain't been praying. You ain't been seeking. You just been hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You've been eating the fishes and the loaves. You've been walking on water, but you ain't been praying. And now when you come up on one of these that's been tossing him in the fire and spitting out and foaming at the mouth, and you think you already got the power, you don't have the same power level that you had because you haven't been doing what you were doing to get to the first power level. You ain't been praying. You're walking, so look at what Jesus said. Jesus steps in in verse 20. So they brought him, and when the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. The Spirit saw Jesus and said, okay, it's on. Let me show you what I'm going to do with this boy. He threw him into a conversion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the boy's father, how long have you been doing that? <laughs> so I like when I'm reading the scripture. I'm, I'm right there with him, you know. I'm in there with him. I was watching this right there in the scripture. Jesus said, how long have you been doing that? What's wrong with that boy? <laughs> Is that what he been doing? Yeah, that's what he been doing. That's what the devil do to him. He threw him down the ground, roll him. And throw him into the fire. He said he'd been doing it from childhood. He'd been struggling with this. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Man told Jesus some of the history of his son's struggle. And then he said, if you can do anything. I have this underlined in my Bible because I like what Jesus said in verse 23. If you can. The man said, if you can do anything, Jesus said, what's your mind? If I can. <laughs> Underline that in your Bible. What do you mean? If I can. You don't know who you're talking to. You're talking about if I can. That's the question that we want to know when we're in a situation. We don't ask it like that, but we want to know if you can do something about this. It doesn't seem like it's working. If you can just do something, Jesus said, what do you mean, if I can? See, as long as the if is there, then you got some more work to do. As long as the if is there, the if is conditional, the if is maybe, the if is I don't know whether this is going to happen or not. What do you mean, if? He gave this man a pass because this man didn't know him like that. Jesus said, let me just give you just a little information. Now, I'm wondering why they're talking if the boy's still been on the ground, <laughs> foaming at the mouth, rolling on the ground, and carrying on. And Jesus talking to the daddy, the boy over there just rolling and falling. And <laughs> Before I take care of him, I want to take care of something with you. So I want to teach the rest of the disciples and the people about this story. Jesus said, everything is possible for him who believes. All things are possible. You're talking about if. I'm going to tell you so you can get rid of the if. All things. 
everything is possible for him who, what? Believes. Immediately the boy's father says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe, but if there's any unbelief, help me to get over that. I believe, which means I'm ready to receive. I want to mention to you the key to having faith that works. You must believe in the power of God to do the impossible. Yes, Lord. Come on, say, Lord, I believe. Hallelujah, Lord, I believe. It doesn't matter what it is you're dealing with. You got to say, Lord, I believe. Stop looking at what your problem is and look at the problem solver. Lord, I believe. Those boys that was thrown into the fire, we call them the Hebrew boys. He said this, he said, my God is able to deliver us. Even if he doesn't, he's still able. I don't know whether he'll deliver me or not, but I'm not questioning his ability to do so. You have to believe in the power of God. We're not just playing and trying to check it out. We're not just saying, let me try this and see if this will work. If that don't work, you already got a plan B. Faith is not having a plan B. Faith is saying, God, I'm all in with you. If you don't do it, it's not going to happen. I'm believing you. I don't have a secondary plan. I don't have a strategic plan to go another way if you don't do this. All that I have put my trust in is you. Jesus saw the crowd running to the scene. He rebuked the evil spirit, you deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. Come out and don't you come back. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently. Like I said, I'm going to slap him one more time before I leave. <laughs> That's the way the devil do. He, even when he leaving, trying to slap you. <laughs> Jesus told him to go and don't come back. He said, I'm leaving. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. And the boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Jesus did what the disciples couldn't do. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples came to him privately and said, Why couldn't we drive it out? How come we couldn't do that? You're making us look bad. We say it in the name of Jesus. We said, Satan, I adjure you. We even use adjure. Come on out. And he didn't come out. We told him to come out and don't go back, and he didn't do nothing. How come we can do what you did? Jesus replied, this kind comes out only by prayer. One verse says, only by fasting and prayer. This kind comes out by prayer. Jesus is indicating that there is another level of difficulty that needs to be addressed. Some have suggested that the difficulty here is the unbelief that they had, this kind of unbelief. Others have suggested that is the severity of the possession that was the difficulty. In other words, you got a this kind demon. You got a special kind of demon in there and and you got to do something different for this kind. But I believe Jesus is making the point that you can't rest on where you are in your prayer and commitment to spiritual connection to the power of God. We can't rest. We can't rest on what he did 20 years ago when God was using us in a supernatural way 
And uh, we were so satisfied with how God was using us that we haven't done what we were doing when he got to the point where we're using us. We've gotten so comfortable in our own abilities to do things and our own availability and our own ability that we forgot the basics and that's prayer and fasting and connecting with God. Jesus had a vibrant and a consistent prayer life. His disciples were still resting on the experience they had when they drove the demons out earlier. We can't be effective in the kingdom of God today with yesterday's victories. Let me tell you something. The devil is not playing for funds. He's playing for keeps. There are mass shootings in our country where you don't know what school is next. We have random acts of violence. There are young people walking around playing a knockout game where they're, they're knocking out unsuspecting people from behind just so they can video it and put it on YouTube and Facebook. Our city here, right in this town, is a major hub for sex trafficking of innocent women and girls. They're getting them at the bus stops and taking them and you'll never see them again. There are new ways of getting high with synthetic drugs and people sniffing stuff they never sniffed, shooting up stuff they've never shot up. Some are even playing games where they asphyxiate themselves around their neck till they almost pass out and just want to experience a pre-suicide tendencies. Our prisons are overcrowded with our men and with our women. Instead of things getting better, they seem to be getting worse. And Jesus is saying this kind is not going to come out by us just walking around in the church saying, oh, we're going to put on the whole arm of God. We're putting on the whole arm of God. We just bind up the works of the enemy. We bind him. We bi say to him, I bind you. No, you're going to have to have some power. He said, you're going to have power, and you're not going to get that power by just walking around. You're not going to get that power by just declaring and confessing. You're not going to get that power by just saying it so. You're going to have to spend some time in prayer and in fasting where you can get the mind of God and the power of God so that when you speak, something will begin to happen. If you're speaking and ain't nothing happening, you know what the problem is? No power. God's not going to just give you power because you just said, hey, I need, I need that power. Come on, power. No, that power comes in prayer. That power comes in fasting. That power comes in sacrificing your own life, pulling off things that is displeasing to God, getting in a place where God can use you. If you want that power, you got to get in that prayer. Where there's no prayer, there's no power. Where there's little prayer, there's little power. Where there's much prayer, there's much power. You got a situation you're in, you get before God till you can hear God talk and speak to you about your situation. Ask God, say, Lord, I want to hear from you about my situation, where I need to stand. Tell me where to stand. Tell me where to get a hold. Tell me where to declare. And when God tells you where to stand, you can stand firm in that because you've heard from God. You can speak what he speaks. You can say what he say. And you can begin to expect God to move for you. 
This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. This kind of unbelief, this kind of situation that is difficult will come out by you hearing from God. Don't just go to your favorite TV preacher and just try to grab one of his cliches and just try to apply it to your own self. You need to hear from God about what's going on in your family. What's going on with my children? What's going on in my marriage? What's going on in my family? What's going on in my finances? Why I can't seem to break free from this thing? What's the problem, Lord? I need to hear from you. You don't need to get on another prayer line before you get on a line to God. You don't need to talk on another line of somebody just giving you a prophecy. You don't need to hear from the prophet. You need to hear from God. And you can only hear from God in fasting and prayer. Fasting is not just missing a meal. Fasting is saying, Lord, I need you. I'm pulling my coat off. I'm pulling my shoes off. I need to hear from you. I got some stuff going on. I got some stuff going on. And I need an answer. I need a victory. I need a change. Until you're ready to get to that level, don't expect nothing to happen. You can't sit up with your arms crossed. Lord, I just need you. I got some issues and the devil is trying to tear up my home. Devil, you can't have it. And the devil done slap you. You foaming at the mouth. The kids are running over and you just wonder what happened. I just been thinking, I don't know what's happening. No, no, no. When you get to the point you lay before the Lord, say, Lord, I need your power. Lord, I know you can do it. All things are possible to them that believe. I believe in your word. I need a word from the Lord. Lord, you give me your word and you tell me where to stand. See, God gave us a word on this property. He told us that that property has been reserved for the light of the world Christian fellowship. So it didn't matter what it looked like. It changed hands and we kept standing. The man said, we're not going to sell it to you. We kept standing. They walked away from it. We kept standing. And whatever happened year after year, no matter what it looks like, we kept saying that. That is ours. That's ours. God held it for us no matter what it looked like. You get a word from God. You don't have to worry. You need the power of God. Jesus said, oh, unbelieving generation. Uh, how much longer I got to tell you? Let me teach you this lesson. He called us. He said, you are living in an adulterous and a sinful generation. And that's where we are right now. We can't keep playing church. It's not enough just to come here and pat a cake and lift your hands up to the Lord. We need to make a difference. And God wants his power working in every believer. And if you just come in here to get blessed, you have missed what God has in store for you. You're coming here to get built up. You're coming here to get the power of God energized in your life so that when you walk something can happen. When you talk something can happen. When you pray something can happen. When you believe God something can happen. You can lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. We don't need to play church. Somebody's got problems in this building. Somebody needs some hope in this building. Somebody needs some deliverance in this building. We don't have time to entertain you just to make you happy just to help you say oh I had a good time at church we need power it was Jesus Christ who asked the question where can I find such faith in Israel are you one that when the Lord look at you he can say that's a person who has great faith great faith is is demonstrated by exercising the faith that we have. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you again for listening to our broadcast today. 
We certainly hope that it's been a blessing and a benefit to you as you walk with the Lord. And if you're not walking with the Lord, here's a great opportunity to receive what Jesus Christ has already given us. And we receive it by faith, just inviting him to be the Lord of our life, to come in and take control of our life as we trust him for our life today and our life eternally. If you would like to hear today's message again, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can hear today's message and any previous messages that have aired on this station. Let me share with you that The Light of the World Christian Fellowship is open every Sunday and having services in person. Join us Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock at 16161 Old Humble Road in the North Houston Humble area. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a dynamic series right now, and it will surely be a blessing to you. You can listen to our online services each Sunday morning at 10. Go to lowcf.org, lowcf.org. The Beacon Bookstore is open on our campus for all of your books, Bibles, and church supplies. Call The Beacon. 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.